trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. Indeed, indeed. Welcome back to another episode of the Topical Resort, and today we're going to be taking a look at Sega's lineup of gun games, whether that be shmups, whether it be perhaps say something else like, um, I don't know, uh, light gun games. I can't think for a second there, but yes. We're going to be taking a look at all Sega Gun games today, which may be a bit more than we can chew, but we'll have a go at it anyway. But, it's time to get your guns out. And we're having a look at, honestly, Sega's excellent lineup of shooters, they do have some really good shooters, so we're going to be focusing in on as many as we can today. First of all, we're going to start off with some music, so of course, we'll, since it was on the list, I had to start off with it. So, from Quartet, aka Double Target, from the Sega Master System version, this is Stage 1, right here, on the Topical Resort.
And welcome back to the Topical Resort. What you just heard there was from Afterburner Climax. That was Afterburner Climax Remix. Now, I know, right, a very original name. But before that, from Quartet, aka Double Target, from the Sega Master System version, that was Stage 1, also known commonly as the theme of Quartet. And now I can properly welcome you to the Topical Resort. So, first of all, I think a good place to start is what are light gun games? And, um, obviously... We got the um, the running gag of, well, I don't entirely know myself, but that's a lie. Okay, so uh, light gun games are basically games where you aim at a screen and use a physical gun, and you shoot stuff on the screen. Now, um, it's sort of... I, I don't exactly know how it works, although I can look it up and give a rough approximation of how it works. Because they don't work on LCD screens due to the way they work. But I'm going to look this up. Okay, so. Um, let's look this up. So, how this works is the computer blanks the screen and then just paints the target, target object white. If the photodiode, which is in the gun, senses darkness after one vertical retrace signal, then light after the next, the computer assumes that the gun is pointed at the target and scores a hit. The computer blanks the screen and then paints the entire screen white. It takes time for the electron beam to trace the entire screen while painting it white. By comparing the signal coming from the photodiode with the horizontal and vertical retrace signals, the computer can detect where the electron beam is on the screen when the photodiode first senses its light. The computer counts the number of microseconds that pass between the time the horizontal and vertical retrace signals start and the time the photodiode first senses light. The number of microseconds tells the computer exactly where on the screen the gun is pointing. If the calculated position and the position of the target match, the computer scores a hit. There you go, you learn something new every day. Um, as for the other type of game that we'll be looking at today, shmups, aka shooter ups and Shoot 'em ups are basically like side scrollers, and you're normally in like some sort of ship or you know something similar, something that shoots missiles and stuff. And you're basically trying to avoid enemies, trying to shoot stuff down. It's normally top down, though. It could be side scrolling, but yeah, just mainly shooting as much as you can on the screen. Something much like an arcade game or a traditional arcade game, rather than light gun games, which are typically uh, not seen in arcades. Uh, anyway, we got a few people in the chat. We got Lost Impact. We got obviously our lovely PT Kickass, and we got we got um, a ghost. Actually, there is a ghost currently in the chat. That ghost is known as Veritex. Yes, welcome back to our horrible station, Veritex. And how are you doing today? So uh, aside from that, uh, you can't look up our shmups work, obviously, because it's not in the same way. And also, I think we're going to cut the stream because uh, Daytona Let's Go Away is currently on the 24-7. Now I'm joking, of course, we won't cut the stream. But yes, um, I think we're actually going to get back into another song break and... Oh, Jamie's here as well, but um, I think we're going to get back into another song break and then we can start properly talking after the next talk bed because aside from explaining what they are, it's a bit sort of difficult to... Um, it's a bit sort of difficult to like talk about like gun games without actually mentioning specific examples. And also, hey, Supersonic Swag is here. Jamie has mentioned the early days of the uh, light gun, marksman shooting and trap shooting. I think I actually played this 
Uh, I know I definitely played some for the Master System, but I can't remember if it was that exact one. Anyway, um... Oh, for Sega at least, because obviously, you know, Nintendo and everyone else had, like, Duck Hunt, and other places had other games that I'm not particularly bothered about. The Sega ones are a lot better than the Nintendo ones. Uh, pretend I didn't say that, but... Yeah, we're gonna get on with a tune from Space Harrier, since that is counted as a shooter. This is Get Ready, although it is the Hatsune Miku Get Ready remix off the Sega remix album Get Ready. So, you're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega gun game music. 24 7.
only on Radio Sega. Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Hasty History. 
And welcome back to the Topical Resort. What you just heard there was from Virtual Cop. That's the gang headquarters team, an absolute RS classic, I must say so myself. And before that, from Hatsune Miku, Get Ready, the remix album. That was Get Ready, main theme, a remix of Space Harrier. Since we played the Space Harrier theme last week, I thought we'd mix it up a bit. And could you consider that one a cute em up? Okay, I'm sorry for the bad puns, but yes, we'll get on with it. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see what else you got to say on the Discord. Uh, let's just respond to that. Um, we were talking about uh, light gun games that we've been playing before, and eventually we came on to the subject of Gangster Town, which is actually the first light gun game I played for the Sega Master System. I should have found some. I should have found some music from the game, but I don't even know if the game had music. I don't remember the game having music at all. But yes, and uh, I got the name wrong, and Jamie says this is Gangster Alley, and it's an Atari 2600 game. And uh, Veritex asks if it's Jamie's favourite game, and no, I've never heard of it until today, rather ironically. It does seem like a rather pucker game, though, if I must say so myself. But what else we got in terms of messages? Nothing, okay. So we're going to get on with Hasty History, and what Hasty History is is we go through the history of something relating to the topic of the episode, whether that be a game, a series, the genre itself, or just so the, the actual topic of the episode, anything, just anything relating to the topic. And today we're going to be going through the history and a few fun facts about The House of the Dead, the very first game, not the series in general. So, House of the Dead was released in arcades on September 13th, 1996 in Japan, with an international release coming in 1997 and rolling out someplace in 1998. Uh, the game is an on-rails shooter, meaning you do not have full control over the character, although that's how most light gun games work. Um, the light guns are used to control the game, and game in the arcade and on the Saturn, and a mouse on the Windows release. So. You, you use the light guns, and I'm not reading out that description on how to use light guns again, but you basically shoot at the targets on screen, in this case being the zombies, and that's how a light gun works, and you use that for the Saturn and the uh, arcade versions of the game. But however, on Windows, obviously you don't have that luxury, because m most monitors at that time, even though they were CRT, like most sort of laptop screens and other things, were LCD. So it's not, and plus it's not as easy to make a light gun for a, um, it's not as easy to make a light gun for a PC monitor from what I know, and obviously you can't do it on newer TVs anyway, so if, you ha if you're like fancy and had a new up to date screen, you wouldn't be able to use it. So instead went for the mouse, and the mouse is well known for being good for the shooter genre, however it might not fit the game that well, we don't really know. Jamie says, Sega's second light gun attempt, the Menacer. Uh, it looks like the Super Scope from the Super Nintendo. It, it's giving me that vibe, honestly. S aside from that, um, the PC and Saturn ports received mixed reviews due to rush development leading to poor frame rate and bad conversions. The PC and Saturn ports came out quite a bit later in um, quite a bit later than the arcade game. And uh, the PC version was handled by Sega, but I believe the Saturn version was handled by someone else. And uh, they were very rushed to get them out onto the market as quickly as possible for, you know, quick sale. Supposedly it had bad frame rates, they were just completely trashed on by the press, receiving mixed to average scores. 
And Jamie has pointed out the best house of the dead game, The Typing of the Dead, an absolute Dreamcast classic, although it was also on in the arcade. So that I think it's very funny. Like pl actually playing this in the actually playing Typing of the Dead in the arcade. But actually you're lying, Jamie, because there is one House of the Dead game better than Typing of the Dead. English of the Dead for the Nintendo DS. What a game. What a game indeed. Aside from that, um, I don't have too much else to say on the House of the Dead. If like, someone in the chat wants to give out some fun facts, I'll be sure to read them out. And aside from that, I'm just going to, you know, sort of listen to what you guys say. So I guess, what are some of your favourite light gun games, personally? I will be talking through the request resort list in a bit to tell you my favourite light gun games, but I want to know what yours are. You can send them, you can send them your opinion to me on multiple places. You can send them in through Twitter at Radio Sega at the Topical Resort, or sorry, at Radio Sega at Topical Resort or at the Green Viper 8. You can send it in through Facebook, which is Radio Sega. You can send it in through a Discord DM, which is radiose.gf/discord. You can send it in through a PM on the forums, which is. Uh, our forums are over at radiosega.net, and from there, I am Green Viper 8. You can send me a message. You can send me a message there. Uh, very Texas made the very funny joke of you should play the Japanese version. Um, basically, I should explain English of the Dead. English of the Dead is a Japanese DS game designed to teach. Oh, it's a um, Japanese conversion of House of the Dead 2 designed to teach the Japanese English. It's obviously incredibly easy if you already know English, but. You know, it, it must have been a very good tool to like learn Japanese because you also get to have fun at the same time. Uh, Lost Impact, Al the Hedge is best shooter. Yes, Al the Hedge is best shooter. Jamie says that first played Typing of the Dead Overkill, good game on the scene, and it has House of the Dead Overkill. That's true. That is actually how I first played House of the Dead Overkill. But for the most part, I played the um, I, I mostly played Typing of the Dead on the PC version, although I did play some House of the Dead Overkill. Apologies, my throat is really dry because I also just finished like eating, so I am sort of decently, decently like, you know, full and trying to not get indigestion mid-speech. Aside from that, uh, we also have the, re the request resort segment coming up next. And what is the request resort segment? Oh, that is a very good question. Basically what the request resort segment is, you can request any, I repeat, any music relating to the topic of the episode. Um, all you have to do is just send it to me in a Discord DM, uh, obviously radiosc.gf4.discord, or you can, sorry I got, <laughs> got a really itchy back, sorry. Yeah, you can send it to me through Discord, radiosc.gf4.discord, there I am, greenviper8, or you can send it in on Twitter, uh, at Radio Sega, at Topical Resort, at the Green Viper 8 all those places to be able to go for right there. Yes, I am stealing Rexy's job, deal with it. To be able to go for right there. Uh, Supersonic Swag says, would the Typing of the Dead be a good game to get in the House of the Dead series? I think it personally would be, yes. I think Typing of the Dead is very fun, it also obviously increases your English. <laughs> your English, I say in obviously, oh I said that in like, you know, the worst sort of, 
I can't grammar today, which is quite ironic considering I'm talking about English, but um, yeah, it's a very good way to obviously get into typing faster and stop making grammatical mistakes like I am currently. And on top of that, you also get some good stuff like um, you're basically playing the exact same game of Typing the Dead Overkill, except instead of just shooting stuff, you're just typing stuff. So it's just a matter of personal preference as to which one you would prefer playing. Uh, okay, we got in a few requests here, so I'm going to line up the requests right now. Uh, but first I need to put this image on Twitter. Then from there I go. I should be able to copy and paste it, but obviously I can't because that'd be too convenient. So instead, I have to have this awkward silence on the airwaves. I desperately rush around trying to write this. And from there we go here and we retweet that. Bang! There we go. Okay, so now we're going to get on some requests because now I can actually do that. Um, he requested stage eight. So that's that one, and then we got obviously Mr. Wonderman's request. Okay, right, so there we go. We're going to start off our request resort segment, and you can still send in some songs to the request resort while the segment's still going on. But first of all, we're going to start with a request by Electric Boogaloo. This is from Galaxy Force 2, and this is Take Back, the long version. So go ahead and enjoy that one. You're listening to Radio Sega with your own ears. Playing the best topical resort... Playing the worst topical resort segues 24-7. Request Resorts
and welcome back to the Topical Resort. And, um, whoops, because I played the wrong song, and also whoops, because I couldn't get to my soundboard quick enough. So, what you just heard there was from Vanquish, that was Argus Battle, as requested by Supersonic Swag. And before that, from Thunder Force 4, I think that's 4. That, Thunder Force 4, Lightning Force, Quest for the Dark Star. That was Metal Squad, Stage 8 background music, as requested by Veritex. And before that, from the Streets of Rage remake, that was Sega Shop theme, that is a remix of a shmup. I can't tell which one, but it's a remix of a shmup. And before that, from Thunder Force 6, which, just pretend this one didn't exist, that was Bloody Government, Stage 8, ignore that one. Before that, from Shadow the Hedgehog, that was Cryptic Castle, as requested by... Hmm, who was this one requested by? I can't quite figure. Oh, 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 it's lost impacts. And first of all, before before that one from Galaxy Force Two, take back long version. That was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And now it is time for Viper's short, non-in-depth, rambly reviews, where I basically go through every every game on the list and give my opinions on them. Opinions, they're a harsh thing, they're things that Sonic fans don't like, you know, that that stuff. So first of all, 3D Fantasy Zone 2. Um, I, I enjoyed Fantasy Zone 2, it's it's a pretty fun shoot-em-up, honestly. I'm not very good at the games, because I'm not very good at any shoot-em-ups, but I'd recommend you get the, I recommend you get 3D Fantasy Zone 2. And get like the 3D collection in general, because the um, Sega 3D classics on the eShop are really good. I wouldn't suggest getting the... Um, Oh, I wouldn't suggest getting the uh, cartridge version unless you have incredibly deep pockets. Otherwise, stick with the eShop versions. After Burnout, there's 19 games and I refuse to write them all out. Ah, classic me. Uh, the only After Burnout game, aside from, I think, the 3D ones that I've actually played is, um, is After Burnout Climax for the PS3 because I got a code for that after it was taken down. Nah, nah, nah. But um, Afterburner Climax is a very fun game. I actually 100%ed it because I enjoyed it that much. Um, it's very repetitive because it's only meant to be played in short bursts. You're not meant to play it over and 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 over. Okay, you get the point. But yeah, you're not supposed to play it like tons of times in a row. Although it's not about how many games, it's about how many games you play well. But um, I think that's the same with all the Afterburner games. They get a bit repetitive, but on like the first two or three runs, they're quite fun. Um. Apparently 3D Fantasy Zone 2 is a remake, that I think that's what I said, isn't it? Um, Jamie says my remix was, uh, my request was a remix of Fantasy Zone. I thought it was, but I wasn't too sure, so I didn't want to say anything. Um, and Jamie says a remake of a great game, of, of a game from a great cute-em-up series, exactly. After that, Alien Isolation. Um, I hear good things about this. Um, I'm, a, I'm a complete scaredy cat, so I'm not going to play it, but I hear good things about it. And there's a VR mod um, coming out soon, supposedly. Uh, Alien Soldier, no experience. Alien Syndrome, no experience. Aliens Colonial Marines. What a game, what a game. Uh, this is an absolutely dreadful game, Aliens Colonial Marines. Uh, it was rushed... Funds were pulled from the game and put onto other projects. Sega were lied to. Backbone, or I can't remember who actually made it, lied to Sega a lot. Just a complete 
train wreck. Uh, I'd recommend picking it up because I actually always see the special edition for one pound, one whole pound. So I'd recommend picking it up just for that meme alone. Aliens vs Predator, never played it. Anarchy Reigns, this is a really fun game. I love Anarchy Reigns. It's um, it's like sort of a cover shooter. It's very like Vanquish, except I think honestly it's a lot better than Vanquish. I think it should have come to PC over that. But uh, yeah, it's a very fun cover shooter. Has a great soundtrack. I'd recommend you pick it up for those reasons alone. And it is considered a spiritual sequel to Mad World because it has all the same characters in it. Uh, Bayonetta 1 and 2, I, these games seem to come up in a lot of lists, but they are very fun. But Bayonetta 1 is best experience on the Wii U version, even though there is now a PC port. And likewise, Bayonetta 2 is best experience on the Wii U as well, because that's the only place you can play it. They're very sort of fun shooters. Um, I didn't include Bayonetta Bloody Fate, because um, there was an anime and it wasn't a shooter. Uh, oh, sorry, Electric Boogaloo says Gearbox developed Colonial Marines. I always thought it was Backbone for some reason. And to answer Jamie's question, Alien Isolation isn't a shooter. It falls under survival, horror, and stealth. You still shoot stuff, but that counts. Therefore, um, Jamie also points points out, again, Anarchy Reigns is more of a brawler. It counts as a cover shooter, therefore... Therefore, I'm, I'm putting it on the list. And uh, everyone's just calling me out because apparently I got everything wrong when I just made a massive list. Uh, have I got Anarchy Reigns, Veritex asks. Uh, I think I... Let me look on my shelf. Yes, okay, I do actually have Anarchy Reigns. I just haven't played it. I mainly just listen to the soundtrack when I actually like, want to get my Anarchy Reigns fixed just because it's... Not especially my style of game, although I hear good things about it, so I should play it. Also, I can barely hear the music on my end. I don't know, my headphones have been weird. That's better, now I can actually hear it. But, uh, we got plenty of games, so I should probably speed this up. Um, Confidential Mission is supposedly, um, Virtual Cop with James Bond. There we go, that's what I think of that one. All of these Cyber Trooper virtual on games. Never played them, but I hear really good things about them, and I want to get the one on the 360 because it's region free, so I can just import it from Japan. Uh, they seem very good. They do honestly seem my, my style of game, so I probably would really enjoy them, but price, they're so pricey, except for the one on the Saturn. The one on the Saturn's quite cheap. Doom for 32X. Dreadful, because it's worse than the Super Nintendo version, and if you know Doom, that says something. But the um, the soundtrack is poor, even compared to the Super Nintendo version. It doesn't look as nice as the Super Nintendo version. Overall, uh, any console version of Doom is complete trash. Do not buy it. Just get the PC version for free. Uh, Ducks. Um, Ducks, the original one was quite good, but then the rest of the Ducks games were horrible. Absolutely dreadful, because they were all just remakes of each other. Because, um, I can't think of their name now, because I've blocked their name from my mind. Um, who developed Ducks? Duck. I've completely blocked their name out of my mind. Hughcast. Hughcast, that's it. Basically, all their games are just remakes of each other. Ghostblade was the first original one in a long time. But, yeah, um, I have uh, decent opinions on the first Ducks, and I'd probably recommend you play it if it weren't so expensive, but uh, the rest of the Ducks games, I'd say, stay a decent amount away from... Uh, the Galaxy Force games never played them. Ghostblade, uh, this was also made by Hugh Cast. This was sort of a bit of fresh air. 
because it's a very fun shoot 'em up. Uh, it had a few issues, but it was decent. And um, um, I was trying to think. Normally, I wouldn't recommend this game because this game is really expensive on Dreamcast, and you have to order it from PlayAsia. But actually, at the beginning of this year, they made an HD port of it for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So I'd actually recommend getting that version instead, because you obviously get HD graphics, and you don't have to pay through the roof for it. Uh, after that, Gunblade never played it. Gunlord, oh, this is a hard as nails game, but brilliant, even if it is a bit pricey. It's also on the Neo Geo, which you know, if you actually want to pay that much for a game, because Neo Geo games are expensive. Uh, you can do that, otherwise just listen to the soundtrack. The soundtrack's so good. It's done by the guy who did Ghostblade as well. Gungrave never played it. The Gunsai Heroes games. Fun games, fun platformers. Play them. Gun Valkyrie, also a very fun game. Uh, this was originally meant, for the, meant to be for the Dreamcast with a... Um, you meant to switch back and forth between the controller and the light gun, however this was scrapped when the game was brought to Xbox. So, um, it's not as good in my opinion as it could have been, but it's still a really good game. Headhunter games, um, really good Dreamcast games, like sort of survival Resident Evil style games, pick them up. It's also got an amazing soundtrack by uh, Richard Jacques. Uh, the House of the Dead games, pick them up because they're all really cheap and really fun. They're like the, they're like in my opinion the pinnacle of um, of on rails light gun shooters. Pick them up. Ikaruga, this this is infamous for being sort of the um, one of the hardest games. On the um, on the Dreamcast and also on the GameCube, really difficult to shoot 'em up, but not too bad once you get used to it. Um, I also left one off the off the list: Karos or Crows, as I hear it pronounced. Um, Crows is a very important, very very important game for Sega fans because it is the last officially licensed game made for a Sega console, and it is a shoot 'em up, and it has it has a great soundtrack, not for the usual reasons. Not because the you know the soundtrack's really good, but the soundtrack has very odd names, which I pointed out on the Dreamcast Hour. It has very peculiar names for every song, so um, look at it for the banter, I guess. Um, aside from that, looking through the chat, uh, as Electric Boogaloo said, yes, Caros. I first saying Caros. But um, we're going to call it Crows because that's the way correct way to pronounce it. Uh, it was released on Dreamcast in 2007. Yes, I believe it was December 2007. Let me look it up. Caros. It's just really fun to say like that. Yes, 15th of November 2006 for the Dreamcast. Oh, sorry, for uh, Naomi. And March 8th, 2007 for the Dreamcast. Um... It's on the 3DS as well, because I actually have it on the 3DS. I'd say pick it up there, because it's not super expensive there like it is on the Dreamcast. Because obviously everyone wants the Dreamcast version, because it has all of that stuff on it. Uh, aside from... Oh, everyone wants the Dreamcast version, because it's the final game released on the Dreamcast, and the final game released on a Sega console, officially. So everyone wants it because of that reason, so get the 3DS version. Uh, LA Machine Guns never played. Musha never played. Outrigger never played. Uh, the, fant the, the, the fantasy, the uh, fantasy. Sorry, the um, the Pounds of Dragoon series. Very good series of games. Recommend picking them up. Just uh, prepare your wallet because your wallet will not enjoy this series of games. I'm gonna say right now. Also, I'm looking for some 
think so. Um, what am I looking for? Ah, uh, oh yes, that is what I'm looking for. Um, I can't remember. It was this track. Yeah, that was the track I wanted. There we go. Okay, so um, it's also an ultimate shooting collection for the Wii. That it is, yes. Uh, but I think that's also quite expensive now. Um, Propeller Arena, a cancelled Dreamcast game that was cancelled due to 9-11 despite being finished. This was one of Yu Suzuki's games, and I think this is a um, really good game, honestly. It's such a shame that it was scrapped, but it's, it's incredible play it. it like, burn off a copy or buy a um, reproduction online, because people have made really good reproductions. The Quartet games, really good, really good music, great. Um, the Res series of games, one of my favourite series of all time, even though it's literally just one game ported a bunch of times. But yes, incredible games. Get them for the Dreamcast, but if you can't get it there, get them for the uh, Xbox 360 or PS4. I'd recommend getting the PS4 version because it has a bunch of new stuff in it and proper HD widescreen. Mwah! Looks gorgeous. Uh, Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, obviously Lost Impact's favourite game. Uh, it, it's a pretty good, uh, not the best, not the worst. Has a pretty nice soundtrack, has some decent gameplay. The Space Harrier series, I quite enjoy Space Harrier. Obviously a classic arcade game, you know, it's not about how many games you play, it's about how many games you play well, as I Need Fruit would say. Rest in I Need Fruit, because we haven't seen him in like two months. But um, yeah, play the games. Super Thunderblade, play it. The House of the Dead games that start with the, rather than just House of the Dead, play it. Uh, the Thunderblade series, play it. Thunder Force series, Veritex seems to like them, so play them. Vanquish was recently port. Va Vanquish was recently ported to PC, and people seem to like that version, so get that version, I guess. Uh, I think Anarchy Range should have been ported, just because I think that's a slightly better cover shooter, but Vanquish is still a very good game. The Virtual Cop games, very good games, play them on Saturn, or try and play them in an arcade if possible. And Virtual On Remix, it's Virtual On, except it's Remix. There we go, that is all the games. That is all the games. So, we are going to go and play some more music. So, we are going to start off with some good old Gunlord, because it's an absolutely classic soundtrack. But, yes, we're going to start off with Gunlord. This is Steel and Thunder, Holy Mountain 1, from the Dreamcast indie game Gunlord, right here on Radio Sega.
And when I'm done, ain't nothing left at all Thesis. And welcome back to the Topical Resort. What you just heard there was from Anarchy Reigns, also known as Max Anarchy in Japan. That was Kill 'em All, an absolutely stellar track, if I do say so myself. Before, from an unreleased Dreamcast game, that was Justify, Propeller from Propeller Arena. And before that, from Gunlord, that was Steel and Thunder, Holy Mountain 1. And now it is time for everyone's favourite, least favourite segment. This is the topical thesis, and what the topical thesis is, is we take an opinion that I come up with myself, or I've heard from around the Sega community, we give it a spin, three points for, three points against, and come to a justified conclusion whether we disagree or agree with the a statement. Basically, we give our opinion on an opinion, I know, right, that's quite funny, but um, we also want to hear your say, which I'll be telling you how to in a bit. But first of all, today's topical thesis... Should Sega create more light gun styled games? So, a point for light gun games have, boot, uh, have, boobed, have, have proved to be popular with gamers and non gamers. Um, because obviously, you can put a light gun game in an arcade. People who don't play video games go to arcades quite a lot because, you know, it's a fun way of relaxing without playing those uh, sinful video games. And um, light gun games always do very well in arcades. So. If they prove to be popular with everyone, not just gamers, surely that'd be a pretty good op- opportunity to take up on and make some more light gun games to earn some more dough. Yes, more dough. Who doesn't want that? Uh, it's one of the more popular genres inside arcades, as we already mentioned. You know, it's up there with the penny pushes, you know, all those sorts of games that people like. Or that people spend lots of money on in arcades. You know, that's the main thing about arcades. Money. Um... Sorry, I'm just reading through stuff. Um, yep, uh, it's one of the more popular genres, and uh, experiences can be tr- controlled in on-rail shooters, meaning glitches and visual quirks are easily ironed out. This is a slightly strange one, but um, all all light gun games are on rails, and what that means is you yourself can't move, you just interact with what's on screen at certain times. House of the Dead is the biggest example. The game controls itself, and every now and then it stops. And when it stops, you get the opportunity to shoot things. Um, what this means is that um, Sega themselves, or the development team, should I say, can basically control what you see, meaning there are going to be like practically no glitches because they can iron it out and make the best possible experience. Compared to like a normal game, like a platformer or something, where the experience is entirely controlled by you, they can control what you see, leading to ver- a very polished game. Um, what else we got? Uh, points against. Ports to console will now be difficult thanks to light guns being unsupported on, on LCDs. And, um, and motion controls, i.e. the Wii, becoming more uncommon. 
Um, we mentioned this before, but due to like the way the um, screen or LCDs display images, um, light guns or traditional light guns do not work on LCDs. Which, and no one owns a CRT nowadays, and they're not going to make a newer game that only works on TVs from 2000. It's just not going to happen. Um, but the way around this for a while was the Nintendo Wii, because you could just use the Wii remote as a light gun, and many games did. You know, uh, you could. House of, the De- House of the Dead Overkill was first on the Wii, or first ported to the Wii. And after that, it came to the PS3 with the PS Move. However, motion controls have become uncommon in recent years because people don't want to play them. Because Kinect gave motion controls. Connect sort of gave motion controls a dirty name and no one really wanted anywhere near them. So most consoles nowadays don't have motion controls in the same way, with PS4 really being the exception. So like it'd be difficult to sort of port it to all consoles if you can't do that anymore, really. Uh, arcade machines require a lot of surfacing and typically have shorter life sh- or shorter shelf lives. Especially light gun games, because obviously you need to make sure that the screen's working at all times, you need to make sure that the guns are working, you need to make sure it's accepting money, there's no like glitches or quirks. And that's a lot of servicing, and they have short shelf lives anyway, because, you know, they got to make room for the new arcade games, they got to shelf out the old ones, and obviously arcades spend a lot of money on cabinets, so needless to say they're not going to want something that's only going to last for two years before it gives out, or something else comes along to replace it. And all of Sega's light gun franchises even need some work to be modernised or need to be completely started fresh. Now, House of the Dead sort of the exception to this, because I think House of the Dead with a little bit of retooling could work. But Virtual Cop and other sort of light gun games would need a lot of retooling to make them, like, sort of successful for a modern audience. But anyway, our conclusion. There may be some difficulty in creating a successful light gun game in the modern world, and they may only be they may only be limited to arcades for the time being. Light gun games are a classic style of game that proved to be popular with many audiences and also earn lots of money. Therefore, leading me to believe that Sega should attempt to create more light gun games. Uh, what is your opinion? You have many places to get your opinion in. You can send it in through Twitter at Radio Sega at the Green Viper Eight or at Topical Resort. You can send it through Discord radiosc.gf/discord. I am Green Viper Eight. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm Green Lord 8 apparently now, but um, you can send it in a DM or you can send it in the main chat there. You can send it in through Facebook, Radio Sega. You can send it in through my email, topicalresort.gmail.com. Or you can send it in through a private message on the Radio Sega message boards, I am Green Vibrate, over there. Let's have a few opinions in. I'm going to start off with one from Twitter. Um, from The Adam Wells. Uh, yes, they should, but in VR on PSVR with aim support would be taking Sega light gun games to the next level. Completely agree, yes, VR would be awesome for light gun games. That is the absolute next step, I think. That's where they're probably planning to take light gun games next. Even in arcades, they'll probably like implement VR somehow. As for Discord, let's see what you guys have to say in Discord. Um, Jamie is actually King Boom Boo. We found this out. He voice acts King Boom Boo. Uh, point for Shadow the Hedgehog 2, maybe. Yep, we've mentioned Shadow the Hedgehog again. This show's getting rather original. Arcade Shadow the Hedgehog 2 with Extra Edge. Um, Electric Boogaloo says the answer is yes, they should make more light gun games. And also, Veritex says a, a Panzer Dragoon light gun game would be really cool. I absolutely agree because Panzer Dragoon 2 is pretty much already an on rail shooter with, a, with you having a bit of control. So basically, an on rail shooter light gun style game would work really well in an arcade setting. 
And um, Jamie says Switch has motion controls, but not in the same sort of way. Because it doesn't have like the sensor bar like the Wii did. And the sensor bar was how sort of um, all of the... Uh, the Switch was like... Uh, the, sorry, the Wii had the sensor bar, and the sensor bar was sort of the way of aiming at the screen and like using it as a pointer. The Switch doesn't have like a pointer system like the Wii did, which is obviously going to be difficult because the point, the pointer system was how the light gun games were even possible on the Wii. Unless somebody's going to point me out wrong, but I don't think the Switch has any way of like pointing at the screen with the motion controllers. Um, Skyrim is using motion controls. Yes, it is, but it's not using the on-screen pointer. Um, that's my point. Like you, you aim at the sensor bar, and from there you control an on-screen cursor. You don't have that on the Switch, even though it does use motion controls. Therefore, that's going to be a bit difficult. Um, aside from that, we've got a few other things around here. Um, Electric Boogly says it's because LCD screens process the image to the point. That would mess with the timing. Light guns need exact timing. And uh, Veritex says a new Time Crisis came out in 2015. I actually didn't know there was a new Time Crisis, but thank you for pointing that out. I have to look out for that. And uh, Veritex has also brought up something new. Something to discuss about. What do you think about playing light gun games with a controller? Dreadful. Absolutely horrible. You should not play light gun games with a controller. It is obviously more precise, but that's sort of the issue. It's it feels like cheating, you know, because you have way more precision and it just makes the game too easy. I think's the issue. Like you just have so much more control over the character, and plus it doesn't feel as fun because you're not holding a physical gun and shooting at the screen and on the targets. Um, let's see if we have anything else from Twitter or anything else in Discord. Or actually, I need to check the Facebook as well. I haven't checked Facebook in a while. Uh, unfortunately, because I log out of Facebook because I don't want um, our, our cla the absolute classic uh, Veritex reacting to my photos all the time. Uh, Electric Boogaloo says, Sony still has the PlayStation Move on PS4. They could have some light gun games on there. That's sort of what I um, brought up at the end. Yeah, I think that's the only place where really they could do that anymore uh, is the PS Move on the PS4. Uh, Veritex says it's slower the controller. It is slower, but at the same time, you also have more precision. So, like, sort of take your pick, I guess. Um, yeah, let's see if we have any more messages here. Nope. Um, check Twitter for one last time, and I'm just going to wait for a... Just going to wait a bit. <laughs> We're gonna wait this one out here. Okay, um. James says if Skyrim is using motion control, surely there's a way of aiming. You use bow in the game. That's true, actually, yeah, but not in the same sort of way. I don't think, as the um, Wii's work, which I think is the issue. But yes, you could technically, if you're working hard enough, um, you could technically, if you're working hard enough, actually get it working. Um, but anyway, I think I'm actually going to get on with some more music now, because we got the calling up next. So, 
uh, speaking of Karos and its weird names, um, we're actually going to start with a track from Karos. So, from Crows, this is You Can't Fnk Me, right here on PG Radio Sega. Thank <laughs> you. 
trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. To re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show, download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section, subscribe to us on iTunes, or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Call-In And welcome back to the Topical Resort. What you just heard there was from Res. That was Area 2 and Mars, the Radio Sega edit, as it is a pretty long track otherwise. And before that, from Kados, also known as Crows, because that's apparently how you actually pronounce it, but Kados is more fun. That was, um, we already said the PG tag was off for this episode. That was You Can't Fuck Me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't swear. I didn't swear. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is now time for the Discord call-in. And what is the Discord call-in? Well, it's where you can get your call-in on Discord. Yes, um, I should probably write a tweet about this while I wait for people, so, um... Oh, that's wrong. 
I'm not even remembering the tag today, that's quite good. Okay, uh, that's good. Retweet that. Uh, okay, and we've already got someone in the chat, but um, basically if you want to join radiosega forward slash discord and from there join the chill out voice room with your microphone working and I'll drag you in and obviously it's time to drag in a complete scrub. Hello you complete scrub. Oh, well, this is good, I can't hear you. Incredible. Um, I've, been, I've put you into the wrong one, haven't I? Um, Oh, I can hear you now. Hello. Hello. Alright, hang on, speak again. Hello. You're very quiet, but I will turn you up. Hello. Once more. Hello. Uh, this is good. Sit closer to your microphone, man. Uh, I can't get any closer as it is because it's near my mouth. Uh, is in you are incredibly quiet, so I'm going to turn this down. Wait a minute, just bear me one second. Let me just switch devices. Okay. In the meantime, um, we'll keep we'll keep talking about anything and everything relating to shoot 'em ups, which means I'm basically just going to keep wasting time. So, um, how about that local sports team? Yeah, I literally don't know. Jamie's dying, no. At this point, I don't even know what I'm saying, so um, let's try and drag him in. I'm not sure if I was meant to drag you in yet. Hello? Okay, that's better. I can actually hear you now. Welcome back to the show, Jamie. Okay, the question is first, why is my new phone not liking Discord? I don't know. You were just very quiet. Like I could, you, The sound quality was alright. You were just very quiet. It The mic settings was on max as well. Huh. That's slightly I'm gonna, Yeah, I'm gonna have to do some tests on my new third. But anyway, what would you like to talk about today? Um so the subject is shoot 'em up, sir. First shoot 'em up I probably played because uh, was uh Safarium. So I guess go ahead and talk about that a little bit, like what were your first like when did you first play it, what are your opinions on it? Um I first played it when I was probably five years old. Um, it. I thought it was a really great game back back then. But obviously, as growing up, you can get you start to see what games are really are for themselves, and it's just an endless loop of three, maybe four levels, which expands more to what Duck Hunt showed. But it was just basically, basically Sega's Duck Hunt clone. Yeah, because everyone wanted their own Duck Hunt clone at that time. But I, I think it was a fairly decent Duck Hunt clone, but it was still just sort of like couldn't really compare. And I think honestly, that's like the fate of a lot of Sega's early light gun games. It was only like later on when they really started to become quite memorable. 
Yeah, and then Sega tried to attempt it again on the 16-bit era with the uh, Menacer. Oh, the Menacer looks exactly like the Super Scope, except both of them are absolutely terrible. I think it came out... Did it come out before the Super Scope? I, can't I don't know, but they, they both look so similar you can't tell them apart. That's the issue. Yeah. But uh, I managed to play that uh, through an emulator and... The games weren't exactly that great either, because the Menacer, well, uh, I believe, came with a game called Menacer Six and One. Yeah, because I think they tried to bundle in a lot of stuff with the um, light guns or the Sega Master System in general. They tried to bundle in a lot of stuff to rival Nintendo's Mario Duck Hunt combo, obviously. Yeah, but with the light with the light gun games. Uh, on console during that point, I think Nintendo had the better, better lot because they seemed to market it a lot better. Yeah, well, Nintendo—it's weird because they—they they didn't really market it better because, like, Sega. Uh, it's difficult to like get across my opinion, but I don't think their marketing was really that better because Rob the Robot was advertised as a toy in order to push. Um, in order to push the... Sorry, I can't speak currently because everyone is trying to message me. Yeah, but I th Rob the Robot was pushed as a toy due to the video game crash. And that they sort of got lucky that it took off as well as it did, considering how much people really hated uh, video games at that point. Was, um, was it during the 16-bit era, Mario had a light gun game himself? Well, Yoshi, technically. Yeah, oh, Yoshi Safari, um, I said about that the better. Yeah, Mario with a gun, but that was probably one of the better selling games. <laughs> Mario with a gun! Good thing nobody else has tried their cute platformer mascot as- uh, 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 oh, oh, oh. Whoops. And nobody else would be quite frankly stupid enough to, um, put their cute platformer mascot in a game with guns. Okay, right. My my horrible failed attempt at comedy uh, is is given up. So uh, we'll, we'll end that one. Um, what's probably your favourite um, shooter or light gun game? Uh, still has to be either Space Harrier or Fantasy Zone. I think they're the obvious choices, but yeah, um, Space Harrier, obviously classic game, and Fantasy Zone classic game as well. They they both age very well. Very excellent. Which, which, funny enough, are both had their parts onto Nintendo consoles themselves back in the day. Hmm. Uh, Mario for Gun uh, equals fine. Shadow of a Gun equals worst thing ever to exist. I, I, I didn't say Mario for Gun was a good thing. No one was back. That was one of the worst ideas. Anyway, uh, Jamie, have you got any like sort of final things to say? Because I just noticed the time. Uh, yeah, like, um, when I saw, was it Space Harrier for the, um, I think it was the Famicom, surprisingly enough, the Famicom version to me was the better part of the game. Which is weird, because I know there was also a Golden Axe port for the uh, Famicom, and that was a horrible make, or a horrible build of the game, should I say? I don't, think there was gold, I don't think there was Golden Axe, there was Altered Beast. That was it, sorry, Altered Beast, and I know, I know they also did Fantasy Zone. 
Yeah, what is uh, what is the checkered scrolling on the floor on the Master System was a lot smoother, but the animation and the sprites were a lot better quality on the uh, Famicom. True, and also there was Afterburner on the NES because the NES version um, was done by their lovely friends over at Tengen, who actually not, who actually liked um, or Sega actually liked them, unlike Nintendo, who wanted nothing to do with them. Um, I think, but that was due to uh, Tengen's fault, anyway. Yeah, that was Tengen's fault. But then, like Sega, go, we love you guys, Tengen. Come over here and make your off-license stuff for our console. And in the end, it all worked out for the better. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Any final words before I drag you back to chill out? Um, no. Well, say then Tengen says Cottage Shinobi. That's true. Okay, so I'm gonna drag back to chill out now. Any like screaming or anything, or are you just gonna leave civilly? Civilly, I can't be bothered. Okay, we'll see you there. We'll see you later then, Jamie. Maybe next show. Maybe I just won't let you on at all. Who knows? I don't care. Your show's terrible. Bye. And as always, the classy exit from Jamie. That was the Discord calling. Um, we're actually gonna have to move on because very low on time. But up next is the Toppy Mix. And what is the Toppy Mix? Well. It is three songs, a song of my choosing that is a Sega song of my choosing that is not related to the topic of the episode, a remix which is related to the topic of the episode, and a non-Sega track not related to the topic of the episode. So first up, I've been playing a lot of Sonic games this week because obviously we've been getting hyped for Sonic Mania, and um, I've been doing streams of these games. Quite a few of you have been watching these streams, thank you very much for coming out to those. Uh, not to uh, tread on Rexy toes or anything, there's actually going to be one tonight at 10pm because I need to get stuff done because I'm on a very tight schedule in these next two weeks. So um, we'll be playing Sonic Heroes tonight at 10pm if you if you want to come watch that. But um, yes, as I said, been playing a lot of Sonic games and um, this is one of the soundtracks that I've been addicted to lately. This is the Sonic Chaos aka Sonic and Tails soundtrack. And first up, from Sonic and Tails, this is Mecha Green Hill Zone, right here on the Topical Resort. Let's get
What a tune, what a tune. Yes, I've been in I've been in an absolute mood for some chippy goodness lately and that definitely satisfied it, even if it is a bit sad. From um Cave Story, even though the metadata says Studio Pixel, from Cave Story, that was Mamiga Town. It's placed at the beginning of the game, yet for some reason it's really sad. Before that, from Sounds of the Sonic Stadium 2015, that was Rexy's remix of Opa and Over. Rexy's on next, Fridays at 9, Sega Mix Drive, playing the best Sega remixes for two hours a night, not not 24-7. And before that, speaking of chippy goodness, from Sonic and Tails, also known as Sonic Chaos, that was Mecha Green Hill Zone. Basically a remix of um, Green Hill's Zone, and also a remix of You Can Do Anything, the main theme of Sonic CD. Um, what else we got? I don't think we really have anything else. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, it was quite a um quite a bodge of an episode actually. Um, I haven't really had as much time this week as I would have liked to really have to write an episode. So I really do apologise, but I hope it still turned out decent and I hope you guys enjoyed yourself that's the main thing really as long as you guys enjoyed yourself you guys listening live or perhaps listening to the podcast a bit later on I hope you're all enjoying yourself and enjoy the lovely Sega Mixer Drive up next but um, as for me um, I'm going to be leaving you now we're going to see what you've been saying in the chat first Uh, not really much but yeah um, just a warning cover your ears because you knew this one was coming uh, cover your ears, get the children away, all that sort of stuff. I've been your host, Green Viper 8. I hope you've enjoyed the last two hours of Sega Shoot'em Up and Sega Light Gun goodness. And for now, I'm going to be leaving you with a track known as Get Funky Album Mix. I've been Green Viper 8, and as always, stay topical. does a brother have to do to pacify a bitch? I'm telling you, G, I've tried my best with her. God be my witness. I have shown respect, charm, under fucking standing, but that is the last fucking straw. Ladies and gentlemen, the infinite tact of Isaac Washington. What the fuck? What the fuck? Got into you.
beside me Left for 42nd grand and I tried to slide up Hand up on my thigh, move it up, move it up Yeah, as I drive, a place where she wants to be Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get funky Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. 